Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Startup Daily, episode 632, How Naps Can Make You a Better Advisor, and A Simple Practice to Increase Productivity and Energy, both by Ryan H. Law of ryanhlaw.com. And I'm Dan, I'm your host and narrator. Welcome to Optimal Startup Daily, where I read to you from some of the best blogs on entrepreneurship. And today I actually have two articles for you because they're on the shorter side, uh, both of them written by Ryan H. Law. So let's get right to them as we optimize your life. How Naps Can Make You a Better Advisor by Ryan H. Law of ryanhlaw.com Last week, we looked at the increased health benefits that can be achieved by sleeping better. Seven to eight hours a night is ideal. In doing research for sleeping, I came across a number of articles and studies about naps. It turns out that naps, along with the great sleep schedule, have a number of additional benefits. When I was in a training center for new missionaries, we had long, grueling schedules. We would get 30-minute breaks in the morning and afternoon, and we often went to the classroom next door, which was empty, and flipped the chairs over so the soft headrest was on the ground. We would lay on those and nap for 20 minutes before we had to go back to class. Getting a little rest restored our energy and focus. A lot of powerful and creative people have been nappers, including Winston Churchill, Margaret Thatcher, Napoleon Bonaparte, John F. and Jackie Kennedy, Thomas Edison, Leonardo da Vinci, and Eleanor Roosevelt. More businesses recognize and set up places for employees to nap, including NASA, Google, Huffington Post, Cisco, Ben & Jerry's, Facebook, and Mattress Firm. Makes sense, right? Dr. Sarah Mednick, author of Take a Nap, Change Your Life, has done extensive research on the power of naps. In her book, she lists 20 reasons why napping is a good idea. She says that napping can make you smarter, healthier, and more productive. People who nap make better decisions, have more energy, and gain numerous health benefits. She also points out that all mammals except humans nap. If you have a dog or a cat, you can see how much they nap during the day. NASA has also done extensive studies on sleeping and naps. NASA studies have found that napping improves working memory, increases alertness by 54%, and increases job performance by 34%. No wonder so many businesses are incorporating the power of naps into their workplaces. In this article, we'll cover how long the perfect nap is, when the right time to nap is, and how you can make your office more nap-friendly. How long the perfect nap is. The research varies a bit on this, but most researchers agree that an ideal nap is between 15 and 25 minutes. NASA says 10 to 20 minutes is ideal, and anything longer can lead to sleep inertia or feeling foggy after waking up. Dr. Mednick recommends 20-minute naps, but the occasional perfect nap 
A perfect nap is a full 90 minutes, which takes a person through all the sleep cycles. For most busy professionals, 20 minutes is ideal. I do love a good perfect nap on an occasional Sunday, though. Ideal nap time. Most researchers recommend after lunch and before 3 p.m. Basically, an earlier nap gets you through the afternoon heat and afternoon lull and prepares you to finish up the day strong. Dr. Mednick recommends you nap six hours after waking up. How you can make your office more nap-friendly. If you are a large firm or have a large space, consider nap rooms like they have at the Huffington Post or mattress firm. You can also opt for a nap pod if you have some space and money for one. Facebook, Google, and other companies have nap pods available. If you don't have the space or money for a room or pods, provide couches in quiet or secluded spots and allow or encourage employees to take a nap when they need to. Some people will simply nap in their cars during a lunch break. Brett McKay on The Art of Manliness said that he got through law school by renting a carol in the library and putting a pillow and blanket under it. He would simply lie down on the ground and nap when he needed to. Quote, it was awesome. It was nice and dark underneath my desk and because it was in the library, it was quiet. Those short little naps allowed me to power through hours of classes, reading, and outlining. End quote. If you're in charge, encourage your employees to do this. If you are not in charge, show your boss this episode. Then look for spots that you can take a 20-minute power nap. A Simple Practice to Increase Productivity and Energy by Ryan H. Law of ryanhlaw.com On the first day of class, I tell my students that they can stand as much as they want. It can be hard to sit still in a class for over an hour, and it turns out it isn't that good for us anyway. What about sitting for work? About 25% of us sit for more than eight hours a day, and the average American is active for less than 20 minutes a day. We've all seen the news headlines that say, sitting is the new smoking. While most researchers believe that is an extreme and unnecessary comparison, sitting for long periods of time causes health problems, including an increased risk for cancer, heart disease, diabetes, weight gain, Alzheimer's, anxiety, and death. Those who sit for long periods of time have a 90% greater chance of dying from cardiovascular events and a 49% greater chance of dying from any cause when compared to their more active peers. When we sit, our blood flow slows down and our metabolism slows down 90% after just 20 minutes. What is the answer to all of this? The key is getting some activity. If you're getting up and moving around for about five to 10 minutes every hour, you will counteract at least some of the effects of sitting. Another great option is to consider a standing desk. If you stand at your desk, you're in good company. It's reported that Thomas Jefferson, Ben Franklin, Ernest Hemingway, Leonardo da Vinci, and Winston Churchill all stood at their desks. Standing desks have been shown to increase brain function, boost creativity, and boost productivity. It makes sense. Getting up and down is going to increase your blood circulation and get more oxygen to your brain. The vast majority of those who used a standing desk reported increased vigor and energy. I decided to try this out for myself. I didn't buy a standing desk. I simply used a box that lifted my laptop to standing height. Simple, free, and effective. Perhaps it's self-selection bias, but I found that I had better focus and I felt like I had more energy. I didn't stand the entire time, nor do you want to. In fact, somewhere around a 50-50 stand-sit split has been found to be a great ratio. Some researchers recommend you rotate about every 20 minutes, as standing still for long periods of time is not good for you either. Combine it with the Pomodoro technique and you have a winning solution. Set a timer for 25 minutes and stand during that period. Then walk around for five minutes. Set the timer again for 25 minutes, sitting this time, then walk around for five minutes again. 
You should start out slowly, maybe one or two 25-minute standing sessions a day, then increase that over time. If you want to take it to the next level, consider a treadmill desk set at just two miles per hour. If you do this for an hour, you'll walk two miles and get 4,000 to 5,000 steps. If you do it for half your day, you'll get eight miles and between 16,000 and 20,000 steps in. Of course, this takes time to build up to. You can also try standing or walking meetings, standing when you're on a webinar, and walking outside when you are on a call. What can you do today to increase your level of activity at work? You just listened to the posts titled How Naps Can Make You a Better Advisor and A Simple Practice to Increase Productivity and Energy, both by Ryan H. Law of ryanhlaw.com. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. And one of the things I really love about Indeed is that it filters out those incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash startup. So just go to indeed.com slash startup right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash startup. Terms and conditions apply. And thank you to Ryan. Uh, His goal is to teach financial planners, coaches, and counselors how to use simple, evidence-based action steps to provide outstanding client care. He received his bachelor's degree from Utah State University in family finance, and after he graduated, he worked in the financial planning field for several years before deciding to return to school. He then got his master's degree in personal financial planning from Texas Tech. He's also a certified financial planner and an accredited financial counselor. Currently, he teaches at Utah Valley University in the financial planning program where he teaches financial counseling courses and runs their on-campus money management resource center. Ryan has also spent a lot of time learning about client communication, financial psychology, habits, change, and related topics, so plenty that we can learn from Ryan here on this show. And you can learn more about him and see more of his work on his website, ryanhlaw.com. But that's going to do it for me today. I thank you for being here and listening to both posts. And I will be back with you tomorrow, where your optimal life awaits.